Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. The Everything Sequel podcast contains explicit language. Because we learned it from you, Dad. Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Omen Edition. Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the man who wants to throw me through the air with his mind, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Give him a little something, Tom. So strange to get hit by a truck on a deserted highway. (laughs) The horror may be elevated, but the dialogue is not. Nope. It really, it really struck me watching, the, you know, watching the rewatching the Omen movies, in the wake of, I guess, a wave of elevated horror films. Uh huh. And this is, this isn't. These are elevated horror films, but not in terms of you know complex themes and ideas and artfulness, but just production right so it's like we get the we get the best cast we can sure highest production values we can at least like the very first film is like that and then these like two three and four you it just you just this is just kind of diminishing they're getting progressively <laughs> cheaper and cheaper and at the very end until they're on what, tv what what appears to be a canadian made for tv movie yeah yeah well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We're going to talk <laughs> the Omen series. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. The Omen trilogy plus one. Plus one. <laughs> the one that came so much later. Yeah. I love it. I love it when you have a series where, you know, every two to three years you're getting a movie and that's somewhere 10 to 15 years later after the last one just one more uh yeah and you know and the like the people who packaged the dvds must be is like really we have to put this <laughs> right. on it's like yeah i mean it's called the omen you gotta people are gonna want to have it on the box set it's like but really <laughs> it's a lot of work also i mean i, I what i thought you were gonna say was it's always interesting to have that film that is called the final yeah right (laughs) and it not be the final and have it not be the final and it's so funny like you know having talked about sequels for for so long now Mm -hmm. like i'm completely jaded about that now so i see final and i'm like well that doesn't mean well you're full of shit yeah (laughs) fucking liar but i was i was watching (laughs) this when my parents were you know i was trying to sort of watch these movies when my parents were here for christmas and uh like they walked past the screen and it had it you know displayed on the hbr max the final conflict and they were like oh last one eh and i was like oh no no they're like what do you and they couldn't like the, like sequel they, novices they that they are <laughs> they, no sequel novices that they are they had no understanding that the word final means anything but final yeah I was right like, no there's one more after this but how could but how could it be? It says this the, is the final, final conflict. conflict. It's, like, it's like, what you see on the screen is a lie. In <laughs> fact, that's a red flag that it's not going to be the last one. Right. Nobody ever makes good on that fucking promise. No. 
even final destinations. It's almost like a Trojan horse for like a future director yeah, right. to go. <laughs> to be like, well, they said final, so they must want me to make another one. Yeah, right? we got to have a really good reason to come back. And, and then they never like have I'm... a good reason to come back. That sounds like I'm joking until you find out that that director is Dominic Othenin-Gerard, <laughs> director of Halloween 5. Halloween 5. I'm very excited to talk about that. Two of I these movies, two of these movies start with one director but end with another one. That's, yeah, and um, the original, well, we'll talk about it in more detail, but the original director of um, Damien Omen 2. two was uh, Mike Hodges. Yeah. Who uh, also, who, not not that my parents died over Christmas. I was going to say also, the Christmas is the connection, not death. Um, (laughs) Original Get Carter. Yeah, it died over Christmas time. Which is to say nothing of the fact of Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon, yeah. Come on. You Um, listening, Lady Chu? I have a lot to say about, um, about that. That specifically uh, or that movie? Well, no, it feels like there's a section of the movie that he definitely directed. Okay. <laughs> knowing Mike knowing Mike Hodges' work. But the other director of the movie is someone we're also familiar with. Don Taylor. Yeah. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And uh, Magnum Force. Yep. The final countdown, so, too. So will he complete this trilogy of great sequels? <laughs> Find out on the next episode. That's what we're here to do. We got to rank and declare on these movies, man. Oh, I guess you'll find out from what we say here. Yeah. (laughs) Never mind. You'll find out now. (laughs) Trying to create some suspense here. Stop trying to pitch suspense. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the weirdest hack. We're here to give them the answer right now today. Stop trying to pitch suspense. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded very Abe. Yeah. (laughs) yeah oh man well here we are another series Mm -hmm. we're dipping back into the horror the horror well and we're talking classic oh i got a huge surprise for you oh you hadn't seen these films not a single one that's great wow you this was the it's really funny because I have so there's so much crossover with the Planet of the Apes series, and you said exactly the same thing. Yeah, right. And Planet of the Apes, it's like, it's fascinating to me that there's whole swathes of filmmaking that that somehow you haven't seen that got past me on what you do on a daily basis. <laughs> but that's yeah. great. I'm re- I'm really happy. I mean, I. I, re- I I used to have the Omen box set, so I feel like I've watched at least a couple of these to death. Oh, wow. Uh, so, I mean, I re- were you a big fan really as a younger as a person series. or something? Sorry? Were you a huge fan as a younger person, or did this box set just end up in the house and it happened to be there, so you watched it a lot? B. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was my uh, my old college roommate. Who, ah, he he was a man of uh, a very select tastes. But one mm-hmm. of them was the the Omen. Um, and uh, he had um, he had the box set in. So we we 
marathoned it at least once and i watched a few of them individually over the years i was there interesting um obviously starting with the first film i'm like yes right like what we're doing here because oh yeah who would not (laughs) (laughs) who would be like you know what i'm gonna skip till after gregory peck is dead yeah that's the place to pick up that's when it really gets going when gregory peck is gone and dead that's where we start watching yeah so definitely attached to these films although i don't know what i think about them in a critical sense Okay, now that's interesting to me because <laughs> off it's, mic it's, a couple of times we've been doing some other stuff or somehow the Omen series came up. Yeah. And I could see eyes get wide and maybe a shake of the head that made me think, I don't know, that you had, you had definitive thoughts about these movies. Well, at least for our purposes, I thought this was another really important series. Because it's, I mean, just from where it stands in history, I think it's mm-hmm. got to be a formative series. You know, any franchise that is from the late 70s and early 80s is still se- sequeldom in its infancy. Yeah. So it's always interesting to look at from that perspective. But there, there's, there's things that this series does that sequels have the potential to do, but most of them don't capitalize on. Mm-hmm. Chief among them, having a character age throughout the yeah. movies. Yeah. Why don't sequels do this all the time? That's my question. I was going to ask you the same exact thing. I couldn't believe it's such a good. Use I mean, I of knew. Yeah, I knew from just the boxes, because I <laughs> over the years. <laughs> now, 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 you sound like you. <laughs> I knew it from the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said posters. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean I just It's funny cuz even if even if we're dealing with movies that I haven't seen, I'll know something about them. I can intimate. Yeah. I know that I knew that too we were dealing with a teenager. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just under. I don't know if he's 10 or something, but he's a I think he's a teenager. Yeah, he's right. definitely... A te- well, the guy playing him is definitely a teenager. Yeah, that's true. And I knew that in the third one... I'm British. I Yeah. <laughs> I knew in the third one that uh, he'd be an adult and Sam Neill would be involved. <laughs> well, more than involved, he would be Sam Neill. <laughs> yes. I don't think that's a spoiler to tell you that Damien is Sam Neill. <laughs> He's right on the fucking poster. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and and I suppose, you know, there's... <laughs> the, the black sheep of the family is Omen 4, mm-hmm. which is a reset, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I think they almost... it was a reset with a hope of going further that went nowhere. And that... that... That's, that film has always fascinated me. Oh, I'm glad, because I was fascinated by it. Because it refuses to acknowledge it's a sequel until the final few minutes of the film. <laughs> right. The fact that it is a sequel is the plot twist of the film. <laughs> and when you add 
Athenin Gerard and all his chicanery into it, mm-hmm. it is it is some objet d'art, that is for sure. <laughs> so for different reasons, I I I'm interested in all of these these movies, but you know when you when you break them down, there's uh, there's some serious problems too. Sure. Some more than others, but all of them have have some kind of tragic flaw, I think. Okay. That makes them sadly not quite stand up to the original Omen. Tall order, I guess. Yeah. You know? Um, for the purposes of this, though, I rewatched the Omen. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that movie, in even in and of itself, I don't think it really gets going until the third act in earnest. Um, it doesn't... Themes don't become interesting. Uh, it, well, that's certainly not true with any of these films. They're yeah. all straight in. Yeah. In media res, if you will. <laughs> uh, but it took me a while re-watching it to kind of warm up to it. I thought, why aren't we seeing this? Why aren't we doing this? And then we started seeing or doing those things yeah. towards uh, the last third of the movie. And but I'll say this too, I I think the reason I never watched the sequels, I never really thought of the Omen as too scary a movie. It I it, it never really, and I don't mean hmm. too as in like oh you can't watch it. I mean every time I watch it, even when I was a little kid, I was never that scared. Well, I mean that that's the elevated part, isn't it? It it was a self consciously refined horror film. Yeah. Um, with only like a handful of moments that of of kind of body horror that were really more about just the execution of like, you know, look how great that fake head is, and it wasn't even right. registering on the level of of horror. I imagine some people are quite sniffy about it, but um, I think it's very atmospheric. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, I, and I and but, but you know the, what's funny is I I, I say that. But it's way more of a horror film than yeah. any of these. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> these are not horror movies. And it uh, rewatching it, it stuck with me. <laughs> One of them's like a detective noir for about a third of it. <laughs> well, here's the other thing about these movies that even the filmmakers of the movies felt like they had to contend with. The mm-hmm. first movie, even though we chopped that head off, they were they thought, how do you make a child scary? And then the makers mm. of the second movie said, how do you make a teenager scary? Mm-hmm. You send them to military school. There you go. Makes sense to me. Scariest place on earth. How do you make an adult scary? Have them be the CEO of a corporation. That's yeah. frightening. We didn't think that yeah. at the time. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And in and 1981, for... we were we were loving CEOs then. <laughs> yeah, the worst possible time for that yeah. storyline to take place. Right. People would be like, "What's the big deal?" <laughs> yeah, and and further to your point, you, these films are very evidently upping the ante on that the you know the head moment. It's like. How can we keep building on this one mm-hmm. idea and go nuts with it? Yeah. 
Um, and I think that's interesting because, you know, that is, that's, they're not defining themselves as particularly different from the Omen in the sense of the, the story, the characters, the themes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is one ongoing story as well. It is, and uh, that actually really surprised me that there's a through it's line. A huge thing, right? For it's, at it's least a... two of these sequels. Yeah. Um, but it's about how do you how do you up the ante every time? Yeah, uh, which is a kind of different understanding of sequels than than what we're necessarily used to. Mm-hmm. I think there's not not a ton of inversions here, right? It's 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 like let's let's build on what we have and just uh, to the nth degree. <laughs> to the point, I mean, that one of the fascinating things about Damien Omen too is it's not really a horror film; it's more of a disaster film. That's interesting, a, uh, and I, I think part of that is like, how do we, how do we keep escalating this this one moment from the Omen that everyone talks about, of the head being cut off by the plane of glass. The plate glass, yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, there's certainly, you see the one-upmanship. That's exactly what I'm talking about. There's a lot. Yeah. There's just more of it for one. Right. And everything is much higher stakes than that. Yeah. Throughout. And that's what the kind of series becomes until it becomes effectively a remake of The Omen, which is sort of a different way of approaching the same problem. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh... You know, you and I were both just talking off air saying, I'm not even sure where I stand right now on a lot of these questions because we have to rank and declare. Yeah. Are you are you back and forth on both or just one? What, what, what do you mean both? Like, I mean, ranking and All declaring. Three? Oh, I see. I thought you was like... Sorry, I, I like, meant that, not the movies. You know that there's an Omen 4, right? I was, saying, I was like, you know there's an Omen 4. <laughs> It's like I I had a sudden sense then that you'd been humoring me this whole time. We keep talking about this Omen Four and must only exist in his mind. It's like we're not we're not at pitch a sequel yet, Tom. Um Uh Yeah, more good more good and bad. Okay. I think I'm clear on, on ranking. I don't think I'm clear on good or bad. For at least one of these films. Alright. What about you? Mm. <laughs> Both. Yeah. You just don't know what to do. It's. I mean, it's you. 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 You can kind of. You can rationalize it up to the end of the final conflict, which, by the way, is another classic. Takes away. It's not called Omen. They. They've done with the Omen at that point. It's just called the final conflict. Yeah. Right. Um. Which is something we see a lot. But of. then they put the Omen back in. I guess just, for, but I've not seen it anywhere except on HBO Max. Oh, really? I thought, I thought well, even I back, guess... I thought even back then with like video release, they said this isn't well, working. Probably, we got to yeah, put yeah. Omen Three on it. Probably, but not within the film itself. It just says the final conflict. Correct. Yeah, it came um, out as just the final conflict. But four really fucks with your mind because <laughs> then you're like, well, what am I evaluating? <laughs> a trilogy and a hanger on I mean what do you do with that yeah 
Two parts of a trilogy in a hanger on. I mean, it couldn't get more fragmented, really, could it? <laughs> Let me put it this way. I think I have more affection for these movies than I ever thought I would. Yeah. And... They're, they're, they're very cozy. Which I think was part of the repeal of the original Omen as well. I think it, there's a coziness about it. Doesn't that, that seem strikingly at odds with the subject matter, though? No, because there's a lot of fire. It's warm. <laughs> there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in overcoats and hats, <laughs> scarves. Uh, you know, at one point, I watched this over Christmas, and you know, I, I was, I was. Uh, not oblivious to the irony of watching an, a yeah, film about right. the Antichrist at Christmas, <laughs> but you know, in, in a way, it's sort of like as a it's a it's a great alternative Christmas film. Uh huh. You know, if you're not if if you're you're like me, you're not particularly religious. So why not? You know. <laughs> yeah, go still, nuts. Still talking about Christ, just approaching it from a different from angle, from a different side. Well, so that was the other thing yeah. that, excluding four. <laughs> which you cannot do. No, right. But but <laughs> for original trilogy, yeah. I I thought it was really interesting the role of religion in these movies. And how I mean balls to the wall by the time you get to 3. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's making it, it, speeches. The, the the first the first two Omen films and crucially not the third one. Sorry, the first two Omen sequels and crucially not the third one mm-hmm. are set in a world where there is no contradiction between faith and science. Right, they're two sides of the same coin, which is you know a, a, a religious fantasy, right? <laughs> and it makes sense in storytelling terms because you know if those two things are constantly at odds. You've got to contend with that as well as the story of Christ versus the devil, mm-hmm. which is already, you know, that's that's your opposition. You don't need another opposition between faith and science. Those need to work together in your story mm-hmm. to get us from A to B. Um, but I'm endlessly fascinated by the leaps that the um, the final two parts of the trilogy take into, as you say, like balls to the wall religious fantasy yeah and space fiction <laughs> space fiction that's great and as if, as if those two th- those two ideas are the same thing <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah like those epi- those weird episodes of star trek the original series that are kind of like religious allegories but they Gene Roddenberry can't admit that he believes mm-hmm. he believes in this stuff, you know. It's like, yeah. except there's no tension. It's just like this is the it's this is the fictional world we're in, right? Where these two things coexist. Everyone everyone believes simultaneously in science and Christ and the devil, right? Yeah. No one is surprised that the devil is born <laughs> into an American family in the late 1970s. Yeah, it's it's never questioned. No, it's particularly it's, not by the people that particularly not by the people who work for Damien. Yeah, exactly. They seem so on board. Yeah, I'd like to see that movie. 
What Damien's the story of Damien's personal assistant? Yeah, that's pretty much is the third movie. I guess you're right. I mean, the, I guess well, they throw they but throw I mean, in the cur- they throw in the curveball of the second coming being being born to his wife, right? <laughs> Which is a third act turn we didn't necessarily see coming. <laughs> that movie's bonkers. I know, but I'm. I'm, I'm... So I think I'm on so on board for it. It's Definitely insane. has a lot. It has a lot to recommend it. Oh it man, really does. And you know, I I will say overall before we get to, before we break it down. Yeah. That each of these films has something to recommend it. Yeah, I think so too. Which we don't, you know, we. we I'm just uh, I'm really wrestling with how far I might recommend. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, let's do it. We can't right. prevaricate no more. Agreed. What do you want to do first? Well, I can I can rank easier than I can do good or bad, so... All right, let's rank. Okay. What do you think is the best <laughs> Omen sequel? Um, I think... All things being equal, <laughs> Damien Omen 2. Okay. Is it close? I didn't realize I did a sequel pun there. That's how far gone I am. <laughs> I said all things being sequel. I didn't even know I was doing it. <laughs> it's amazing that I let it just go right by. Well, you're, you're, I mean, if anyone was going to miss it, it was me. It would be you because of the world we both live in. Just the two of us. <laughs> oh, shit. I tell you, if you know, you, you might want to skip these ranking and pitch episodes. Some of the best moments on this podcast happen on these episodes. I know, right? And, he, and I know it's you You think, I don't need to hear two middle-aged white men talk about which one, which Omen movies they like. There's something about this format makes us do crazy things. Yeah. Said, say some weird shit. <laughs> oh, Tom, I'm really struggling on my top two. Well, I know which one it's not. Yeah. Because I've talked to him about one of your, I've talked to you about one of his other films, so I know where you stand on one of these directors. Oh, I don't care. Oh, it, wow. Okay, well, this is even more interesting than I. I'm not holding prejudices against directors. You should. <laughs> I don't. I don't subscribe to the nets, Tom, I don't subscribe to the Tom Stewart. <laughs> he couldn't okay. direct traffic. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, you're right. You, you. That's true. You, you hold less grudges than I do. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Fewer grudges. You're yeah. always talking about somebody you fucking hate. Tonight on Grudge Match. But in this particular case, you're right. 
Oh yeah, he, I I can't put up as convincing a defense of Omen Four as I can of Halloween Five, and that's saying something. <laughs> but having said that, I'm gonna stick up for Omen Four. I think more than maybe anybody else possibly could or would or should. Once again, except me. You think? I like I say, each of these films has something significant to recommend them. Okay. Now here's the thing. <laughs> I want to agree with you. No, Alec Baldwin's not doing that podcast anymore. <laughs> He's not doing anything except his defense. <laughs> there is a part of me that says that the answer is obvious. Yeah. And that it must be Damien Omen 2, the strongest movie in this bunch. <laughs> but I got to tell you. Yeah. I thought there was a magic potion going on within <laughs> Omen 3, which is not really part of its title, The Final Conflict. Yeah. That I was eating like it was fucking candy. Yeah, and you kind of spoke what... to it, you know, the assistant with, who just had the child. <laughs> I couldn't, you know, I thought it was remarkable <laughs> that we're still dealing with these knives and the monks or the, the priests that are still after them. We're like, we still have the through line. I mean, it got the so heavenly do- the heavenly dozen, as I call them. Yeah, exactly. I, and they got it got so crazy religious. Yep. I I got to the end of that movie and I was delighted by everything. And no, I you were along for the ride. Yeah, I was along for the ride, and in a movie that's called the final conflict, something happens where I said, "Well, that's not final." That's not final mm-hmm. at all. What just happened there? That leads to another movie. And then I couldn't really tell if no. o- if Omen 4 picked up on that or not. Do they ever tell us? Neither can Omen 4. It decides, as I said, in the last scene of the film. That all it's right. a sequel. So I am going to say the final conflict is at the top of my list. Well, it's next for me, and... But again, there yeah, is... it's a, one of those razor thin situations because obviously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necess- Damien I would... Omen Two is the next on my list. I don't know if I think it's razor thin. You, oh, it is for me. You, I know for you, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just you know, I'm 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 trying to quantify it for myself. Yeah, because to me, Damien Omen Two belongs to the same project as the Omen. Hmm. Which is, what what are we talking about at the very beginning of this episode? That kind of elevated horror? Okay. Yeah, that's the thing that I really like about that movie. Final Conflict is is, is kind of abandoned that principle. Um, I know, that's what I kind of like about it, though. Yeah, no, and and that's what I think. They're both rich in their own ways. Yeah. Um, Omen 2, Damien Omen 2 feels like it's still has the DNA yeah of the omen the final conflict I think it, it ticks more to me it ticks more boxes 
Like okay. it, it does it does the classic sequel up in the ante. Yeah. It's it's the first film of like it it invents the idea of keeping Damien's life story going mm-hmm. as a way to promulgate the sequels. Um the cast is out of this world. Uh-huh. Good. I mean, that's the point, right? Sometimes it feels like you feel like you're like a a dum dum for saying that, but I'm like, no, there really is a scene with William Holden and Sylvia Sidney arguing yeah. over a dinner table. It's right. like last gasp Hollywood, you know, d- d- before all these people die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hate to say it. Yeah, right. You know, you and you've Spoiler got Leo alert. McKern, Leo McKern and and Lee Hendry doing cameos, and sure. I don't think they were meant to be cameos, but Mike Hodges left, so they ended up as cameos. Yeah. I mean, Lance um, Hendrickson's in this movie. Right, and the, this it's just phenomenal. The production values are, are still right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really well written. It's I think it's a really strong screenplay. If you think about what they do in the amount of time that they have, mm-hmm. it it really it's really quite impressive. So I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah. And I think for um, me, what it is more than anything else, you kind of talked about, and you're right. I mean, obviously, you have to give Omen 2, you have to give Damien Omen 2 the credit for what it chooses to do with Damien itself and the time jump mm-hmm. and like where he is in his life and yeah. that kind of thing. So the, the next movie picks up on that. But I like that that movie kind of makes the same choice. In the sense of, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You know, go, doubling down du- is, is yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not like he, it's yeah. picking up with a teenager or even a twenty year old. It time jumps as well, and so it makes its own choice within that. And I don't know. That movie to me is so. It's so grounded in what it is and wants to be. Mm. that I kind of admire it for that. I There's something... Because it's still picking up threads from the previous two movies. The way that, but, the, the, way that the first three films work as one coherent story is yeah, almost, right. unma- almost, almost unmatched in sequel cinema. Let's not beat about the bush. I Yes, exactly. I agree completely. There are fewer inconsistencies between these three movies than there are between most part The biggest problem you have within the movies... <laughs> is that the the time for the character himself has oh. been 25 to 30 years at least yeah. but the time in the world has been mm-hmm. the you know 5 years that it's been in but, the time I that mean, they made the, the movies that's classic like this is but that's right up there with sequ- you know karate, karate kids kid. yeah yeah what well, again like why <laughs> Why, why we've talked about why sequels don't do certain things. Also, why the sequels, even good sequels that avoid a lot of pitfalls, still make the same pitfalls. Yeah, making themselves science fiction. But this makes more by sense... not keeping track of their timelines. Well, but this makes more sense than uh, Karate Kid does, because in Karate Kid you have a thirty-year-old still playing an eighteen or seventeen-year-old. In these movies, the one thing, all these these movies' mistakes is that they can't predict what the future is going to look like. So they just yeah. keep the world as it is. Luckily, they right. were dead on. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so there, there was sort of like, like it's interesting when you think about a Omen Two takes place in Reagan's America. Yeah. Even though it didn't know what that was going to be like, and yet it's exactly it, what it's you exactly would, what, what, it what it is what it turned out to be. Yeah. Almost eerily so, and so the, the final conf, you know, and I guess the final conflict is already, you know, already has space stuff in it, so might as well be science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I I I respect I respect what you're saying. In in the end, I think, I think in terms of ranking. I I get. I, I think, think what I'm saying is I think you're probably right, but. Yeah. But for well, my I, viewing. Pleasure, Objective, like that objectively, movie just... yeah, yeah, exactly. Ob- objectively, objectively, I think, I think it, it might be better, but this one just struck yeah. a chord. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, objectively, I think it's a better told story, and I think there are some storytelling problems in the final conflict. Yeah, okay. Um, but everything you say about just how how both bizarre and applied that bizarreness yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is absolutely the case. Yeah. Well, that leaves this outlier. Obviously, Omen 4 goes to the bottom of our lists, yeah. but what are we talking about? Country Mile? How far away is it from the from your second? Not as far as you would think. Far enough, though. Yeah. Okay. I'm in the. I, I feel the same. I mean, you know, if, I don't think it's I mean as far as it would be for most people who no. watch it. Uh, but it's it is far enough. Yeah, and what I think, what I like about this movie is, and interestingly, it's kind of funny that, without knowing it, I've already made this point, which is that the two and three don't really have inversions. They're just all about kind of hunkering down and doing the same material to right. a, to a to a different degree. But of course there's the biggest inversion in the series. Yeah. The uh, gender swapping there's yeah. a there's a another generate you know, a generation, it's a girl. Mm-hmm. Um and now it's the it's the father who believes everything and the mother who's the skeptic. Correct. Yeah. Which makes more dramatic sense. Yes. Because in reality, mothers are attached to their sons, fathers are attached to their daughters, fathers will believe whatever their daughters tell them, mothers will believe whatever their sons tell them. So biologically, (laughs) that (laughs) makes makes more more sense. sense. Yeah. And you don't, what you don't have in this film, which I think endlessly fascinating, they're like, We've 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 reintroduced the contradiction between faith and science. Yeah. Like it's a now and you know, religious extremism in this film is shown for what it is. Yeah, right. And in the previous two movies it's seen as Christ working through people. <laughs> as opposed to, you know, people who are mentally unstable and megalomaniacal. Yeah. Um, and you know, in its own way, this movie shows a rich mosaic of '90s faith in America. Mm-hmm. Everything from the, you know, the the snake 
handlers yes to new, new age hippies yeah right this is spectrum of spirituality which was just absent in the other films i was really surprised when that scene came up with the snakes i mean we'll get into it yeah but i just th- i thought that that was really interesting i mean you described ta- it pretty it's definitely a diff- it's a different take on the same material yeah right which is what you want from a sequel yeah and otherwise it's abysmal <laughs> See, everything else is a, everything else is a fucking joke. I think, because I kept putting myself in the place of trying to watch that movie on television, and I remember I kept thinking, if this was like the Sunday night movie, I would think it's yeah. pretty good for that type of movie. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. There was something... I, I, I kept going back to a childhood, my childhood, mm-hmm. and if I really loved the Omen series or something like that, and this movie came on, and I knew it was supposed to be inferior, but I gave it a shot, I think yeah. I would have been pleasantly surprised by this movie. I think and I ha- am it. I think this I movie has times. some atmosphere. I think this movie has... I think this movie lets you sit in it a little bit with the relationship between the mother and the daughter and its deterioration. And so, you know, I liked that in that movie. Yeah, there you go. I was just confirming that it was actually both Canadian and made for television. And it is both those things. I knew it was made for television. I didn't know it was Canada. Uh, you can tell from the dad's haircut it's it's camera. <laughs> you just know. Sometimes you just know. <laughs> That's great. Um <laughs> Yeah, that really I had it in the back of my mind this was a theatrical release. What for? Against yeah, against all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> and now I'm wondering if that changes things for me because you're absolutely right. Right? Come on. This is a glorious T V movie. Yeah. This is Lifetime Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Got Damn it. Well, it's still it's still the bottom. <laughs> Doesn't change that. I agree. I agree. But now despite you're wavering, the, right? Des- Good, bad? Despite the presence of Lifeguard from uh, Wise Guy, it's <laughs> not going to save it, I'm afraid. All right. Good, bad. Where do we start? Where would you like to start? Well, let's just let's just go... start with two. Yeah, let's go in order. Yeah, I think I I think it's a good movie. It's a good flawed movie. I do too. It's it's good enough to be good, not terribly good. I'll agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 got that Superman two. There's something going on behind the scenes that you can't quite figure <laughs> out, but it's affecting what I'm seeing. Kind of feel to it. You know what I mean? It's got that. And I think there are some missteps here and there, but I mean, it's a solid enough movie, and it's such an enjoyable watch. Yeah. And almost the cast alone kind of make it a good movie. Yeah. I Again, mean... I th- I think when the cast is that good, they have to. The material has to work against them for it to be bad. 
I don't think I even realized that William Holden was in this movie until I turned it on, you know, until I watched it for the purposes of this podcast. Must have been. I thought that's a big get. Well, it must have been a huge, must have been huge for sequel for a sequel to be able to retain the star quality of the cast. Yeah, right. Of an original movie. I mean, it's got to be one of the first few times they've been able to do that. In which you everybody know, was apart- killed off. <laughs> yeah, you know, Charlton Heston in one scene split over the movie aside. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's a... Let, let's, well, I don't know. I, 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 it's a good Sunday afternoon film. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there for now because right. we're going to talk about it in detail. It's it's definitely good. I don't have any doubts in my mind that it. I don't think it's bad, but it's flawed. Okay. I think it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. Yeah. It's 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 night. It's uh, you know there's something I don't know maybe this is maybe this is showing my age but I get unnaturally excited about movies that are quite good <laughs> these days. <laughs> there's so few of them. There's something there's something satisfying about like a because you know. The, the the as as we said at the beginning of the episode that the the production is elevated but the the horror is like pure schlock yeah like the storyline everything so you don't have to think too hard right but it looks beautiful oh yeah there's some great shit <laughs> um there's something kind of i don't know it 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 satisfies me in a way that you know, when I was younger, I was looking for the edgiest kind of films that took risks, and now I like films that don't take risks. <laughs> <laughs> Presumed Innocent is like my speed now. You know, there it's you that go. kind of like I just want to sit and watch a courtroom. Well, Let me get Rusty Savage. Drama. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, I was like bored by courtroom dramas, and now I'm like, oh, I just want to sit and watch Witness for the Prosecution or something that will, yeah. <laughs> Just like, uh, and this is this is one of those films, and you know, the it's comfortable. It's mm-hmm. a very comfortable. Everything about it is comfortable, <laughs> which again is counterintuitive to the kind of film that they're making. But right, the omens like that too. It's it's refined to its own detriment. Except it's not a detriment because you're not watching it to be scared. You're watching it to kind of relax and unwind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I've said I've said too much. This isn't about my changing tastes and habits. Excellent. But that's why I think it's it's a it's like a solid piece of craftsmanship mm-hmm. that I can look at and respect. <laughs> God forbid. Um, um, go ahead. No, you you take the lead. This is this is your girlfriend. Well, <laughs> I have hot takes. I won't skip ahead, though. I'm going to say the final conflict later dis- later renamed 
The Omen 3, Final Conflict, The Final Conflict, is a good movie. I think there's enough interesting shit going on in this movie, this batshit movie, for me to call it good. Hmm. You you pu- you just brought up something I hadn't even thought about. They take the the off. Yeah. Each time they take the the off Omen. Yeah. In the sequels. Yeah. Why do they keep monkeying around? I don't know. <laughs> what is what is gained? It's like uh, no, it can't be there anymore. Why? Too many people know it as the omen. What 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 is your point here? Um, I'm prevaricating because I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> never known what to do with this film. No, I've never watched it once and known exactly what I thought about it. I'm endlessly fascinated by this movie. But I like it. I always enjoy it. Uh huh. I think it's stupid. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It ends stupidly. Yeah, but gloriously. I don't think it's that glorious. Anyway, well, it, I mean, it, the literal definition of glorious, yeah, yes. Yeah. This literally <laughs> could be the sound glorious attached to it, yeah. Right. Um, fuck. Yeah, there's one, there's one hovering figure in my eyeline, my mental eyeline right now. That's telling me that this is a good film, and it's Mr. Sam Neill. Nice. It's a good film. And he doesn't even like his performance. Well, I've got a lot to say about that. I mean, this is part of the reason I like it so much is because it reminds me so much of his screen test for James Bond. (laughs) 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 Which, if you have not seen, by the way, I have not. Oh, there was a wrong call made. Ooh. At one point. At what? At what? 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 Era are we talking about? Instead of. Instead Timothy? of Dalton. Oh no! Well, it's not. An, no, no. I mean, I just mean. Anyway, we'll. we'll so right. That's not what we're talking about. God, I don't know. I don't know. You said it's good. You do know. You decided. Quiet. No, that. But that you're you're trying to. Trying to enroll me in your satanic cult. <laughs> I feel like I've said bad, better movies are bad than this. That might be true, but... <laughs> I need, like, I need the... You're the devil on my shoulder. I need an angel on the other side. <laughs> no, there's no Maybe... devils. I mean, there's maybe no like angels. Matt Al- maybe there's... like Matt Aldrich, who's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Why are you even watching Omen 3? I like that, wasting the angel, your life. that the angel on your shoulder says, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> All right, we'll call it good. Yes. Until I, until I bulk under my, the pressure of my own conscience. All right, what about Omen 4? It's not good. It's not good. It's. I'm officially calling it bad. I kind of want to call it good. What? Why are you on the line about this? I don't know. How could you be? 
you There's know, you make no... a good point. You you make a good point though that I really, what really, th- I was thrown when you said Canadian made for television. Yeah. Well, That's... you didn't say that, but when I confirmed that that's yeah, what right. it was, because to let you into a little secret. I had that written as a critique. Oh, that it looks notes. like that. I said this is too much like a Canadian made-for-TV version of the Open. <laughs> Which is exactly what it is. So can you hold it against it? Yeah, it's it's not operating at full capacity. No, but that I mean that's one of the things I like about it. Even for a Canadian made-for-TV movie, I don't think it's it's working at full capacity. Oh, clearly not. But it so there's far surpassed everything there's, I there's thought I was going to get. Oh. I. I I don't want this. See, here's the here's the bind I'm in. I want you to say it's a good movie. That would make me happy. But I don't want to say it's a good movie. That's fine. I just so you know, I'm struggling. It's not like definitive. Cause I'm I, not struggling. I know in my heart of hearts that this probably is not a good movie. But I want to give this movie the benefit of every possible doubt. Because it's a Canadian made-for-TV fucking sequel to the Omen series. Yeah. And I think it climbs that hill admirably. That unenviable task. I think it does the most it possibly can with. So I, sir, am going to say good movie. My kindness knows no bounds. Uh, I'm flabbergasted. Thank you. I really did not see this coming. I know. I didn't think wow. you would. I didn't even think you'd go as easy as you did on the final conflict. <laughs> There's some major screenwriting problems in that film. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I think I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna still say bad. I think there's a lot to recommend this film, and context is everything. But I think there's a level of directorial ineptitude that I I can't get past. I, I would be it. doing it a disservice if I said it was a good movie. I get it. Just handling there's a ha- the the handling of really. Simple stuff is so badly done. I can't look past that. Yeah. You know, you've got a scene with two nuns walking through a door. You should be able to get that right if you're if you're calling yourself a director. And they find every possible way to fuck up that that set setup. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a bad it's it, it's a a noble failure. Okay. Which, you know, ironically is probably the most conceptually sophisticated of all these films. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real... That's the, the, the real kicker for me. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, we did it. Hmm. We've ranked and declared. I really didn't think <laughs> you having never seen these films before and me being emotionally attached to them 
that this would end would be the with outcome. you liking these films more than I do. I know. Amazing. I'm going this three, is why two, people four. Are still tuning in. I'm going three, two, four. You're going two, three, four. Yeah. You're saying two's good, three's barely good, four's bad. Yeah, that sounds right. Now you say it like that. And I'm saying good, good, good. <laughs> saying well done, everyone. <laughs> Everyone gave their A game. Yes. I'm giving I out. Guess, I guess I guess in Gerard. I guess this is his A game. I mean, I, I can't argue against that. Completely and totally handing out participation partic- participation trophies for these movies. Have we ever given um have we like ever done, given a ranking out of pity before? No, this I don't think so. This is as close as we've ever this got. This is as close as we've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel like if the, if I knew that that was going to be part of our criteria, then Terminator Genesis might have <laughs> Genesis wise over the line. Genesis, Genesis wise, yes. Yeah. All right. Who knows? Well, you continue to surprise and impress me. Fantastic. I feel, you know what? The, the I feel <laughs> the worst part. Is I feel I feel lazy now. I feel yes. like I haven't done my job. They haven't thought enough about this. You know what it takes for me to to leave a podcast, kid. I didn't think enough about my feelings about these films. That's a great. It takes a lot. You're welcome. Because they hang around in my head all day long, even when I'm supposed to be doing other things. There you go. In fact, especially when I'm supposed to be doing other things. <laughs> Off Jesus. to therapy with you. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We've ranked and declared, and when you hear us next, we, of course, will be talking Damien Omen 2. Really? Yeah, I had to think about what words I had to say and cut out before I. We'll have to talk. Well, when we get there, we'll have to talk about the title. Yeah, absolutely. There's the, the, some strange. There's some nonsense going on. Rearrangements going on there. <laughs> All right. And uh, if not uh, yet, please sign up for our Patreon. You sign up for our Patreon, you get uh, bonus episodes. Uh, by the time you hear this, there could be two to four. Yeah. Who's to say? Certainly you'll be able to hear about uh, Superman the movie, 1978, and Man of Steel, 2013. So, sounds worth ten bucks to me. Oh, yeah. All right. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, Michael Schantz here. Of the How Dare You Awards. So long, everyone. Hit them, Tom. Sister, did we hire two clowns to perform? <laughs> Why are there so many clowns in Omen 4? Because <laughs> it's good. Did they just rent them for the whole production and had to use them? It's good. <laughs> we got some extra clown makeup. Let's put some more clowns I tell you in what. there. It puts pay. It puts pay to uh, Athenian Jerome saying, 
that they clowned up the sound effects for Halloween 5. <laughs> There's no man who would put this many clowns in his movie <laughs> is averse to clown sound effects. Heard. That's it. So long, everyone. Park. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California. But even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life. And Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time.